0: Hey there, Subscription Box Basics fam, Julie here, and I've got some super exciting news for you. My favorite event of the year is happening in less than two months. For those of you who don't know, it's called Sub Summit, and it's the conference for sub box businesses. Renee and I are gonna be there, and you could potentially join us for free. You can learn more at subsummit.com, but don't wait too long because ticket prices are going up soon. Come on, let's make some memories together at Sub Summit. So, you want to launch a subscription box and don't know where to start? Girl, you are in the right place. I'm Julie Ball, a subscription box coach, and your host here at Subscription Box Basics, a podcast for new and aspiring subscription box entrepreneurs that want to avoid overwhelm. So grab a coffee, some pen and paper, and let's have some fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Subscription Box Basics. We're having a party today because my guest is from year cheer. I would like to welcome Katie, the founder and creator of year cheer. She is the chief magic maker in her household. And I cannot wait for you, Katie, to share your story. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me, Julie. So excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Okay. So a lot of people meeting you for the first time. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Great. So like Julie said, my name is Katie Richardson, and I am the founder of Year Cheer. I have four kids, um, 12 and under, at home, and I spent the first 20 years of my career um, in retail. So I worked in some big corporate retail jobs. I worked at companies like Gap, Old Navy, Target, and most recently Under Armour, really you know, focusing on merchandising and building assortments and, and running those businesses. But one of the things that I found as a working mom in corporate retail is that as my children were getting to sort of that elementary school age, they would see other moms doing all these really fun things like around the holidays. And I would be busy traveling for work, just trying to keep it all together and... So i just gotten back from a, a trip, um, a work trip, and my daughter, I'm tucking her into bed. She's like, Mom, what are we doing for Valentine's Day tomorrow? So-and-so's mom has all these cute things up in their house, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. And I looked around, and there was, there was nothing going on in my house. And so luckily, my sister, I, I went downstairs, and my sister had sent me a box of goodies. And... Aunt Chrissy like saved the day because she'd sent me like some easy Valentine's decorations, a few things to put nice. out so I was able to like put them out and surprise the kids in the morning they thought I was a hero and I felt like I'd done a great job so I was like how could I take this and this happened to me not just Valentine's Day, I didn't get my act together for St. Patrick's Day that year or Easter but like again like my sister or my mom had sort of like saved me this just like secret box that they like left at my house being like we know you're really busy like you might need this and so, I was like, "How can I take this like sort of secret holiday fairy that I was like lucky enough to have in my mom and sister and make this something for other busy moms?"
0: That's so fun. I know that feeling of panic all too well. I have a ten year old, and I'm kind of the chief magic maker in my house. I grew up with a lot of traditions um, for for the big holidays. And so, yeah. I like to continue those holidays, but we've added on a few more. And I've definitely had those panic moments. And especially more recently, like with the elf on the shelf. Yes. Oh my gosh. How many times a few years back did I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I have to move the elf or what's the elf going to do. So I love this little box. Like you said, you had a fairy like coming by and bringing you the tools that you needed. So that's kind of how you came up with your idea, right? You, this happened to you and you felt so much relief from it. So you're like, how can I box that up? And, and, and deliver that to other
1: moms, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it sort of came to me at a place where I was at a career crossroads in my Ooh. corporate job. So okay. I just had my fourth child and my job was very, very demanding. I was mm-hmm. traveling a ton. It was just really long hours, mm-hmm. high stress situation. And I sort of had this just feeling inside of like, there's something else I should be doing. There's something else I should be doing. Mm-hmm. I have this intuition. Child. Yeah, I was like, this is a sign. I need to be doing something else. And so I was sort of at a career crossroads where it was like, oh, you could go after this big job or you could do something else. And long story short, it didn't really work out. And so I was like, let me figure something else. So I actually worked with a coach um, at the beginning just to say, like, how do I sort of transition from this corporate world or like, what could a job be? And it was through working with her that I sort of got this idea of like, maybe there's something that I could do around this delivering these magical family memories to. Yes.
0: Okay. So tell us more specifically about your subscription box, like who you serve. We know you serve moms, right? And, but what particular problem do you serve with it? And how do you do that?
1: Like what's actually in the box? Yeah, great question, Julie. So we focus on moms with kids aged three to 10. And what's great about our box and what makes us unique is that one box works for a family with up to four kids. So there's no need to buy multiple boxes with multiple kids. We have a lot of families with two kids, three kids, sometimes a few with four kids, and they only need to buy one box. So it allows them to share with their friends. And what's included in the box, we say, is everything you need to decorate, connect, and celebrate holidays throughout the year. So in Decorate, we often provide things like banners or balloons or little wooden um, pieces that you could put on a mantle or sit on a table. Um, Within Connect, we often do things that are like, Games or activities where you can spend time with your family, get to know each other better, really build lasting memories, and then celebrate could be everything from a New Year's Eve party in a box to um making cupcakes that are, you know, heart-shaped pancakes for Valentine's Day to playing flag football for, you know, Thanksgiving. So it really what I think is unique about our box is it varies so much from holiday to holiday. We really always try to keep it fresh and you can build on it from year to year. So some of our customers will show, oh, here's what I had last year. And now here's what I'm adding to it this year. And we try to make sure it always sort of blends well together and can really build on itself from one month to the next. So it's typically about eight full-size items in a box. Our boxes are packed to the brim um, with lots of fun things. So you don't send your box every single month. You choose
0: specific holidays, right? So, Correct. tell us just a little bit about that and how you how you're managing that.
1: Yeah. So I would say that's probably one of the challenges of having a unique business. We send boxes eight of twelve months out of the year. And, but we celebrate 10 different holidays because we all offer an alternate holiday for both Easter and Christmas. So for people who don't celebrate Easter or Christmas, we have a spring box and right now a Hanukkah box that may change in the future, but that's where we are right now. But we ship eight times during the year and then we're on recharge is who we use. And so we have to work with them on the months where we're not shipping to do like bulk date updates.
0: Oh, that's good information to know. I was going to ask you about that because, you know, having it on monthly, is just super easy. It's just like auto renewing happens every single month. But when you don't send every single month and it's, it's sort of unique. I know some people have quarterly boxes and that might be a little bit easier to manage those dates versus what you do is unique. And I'm so glad that you've figured out a solution because I believe where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, um, I I always like to make things simple, but for your particular business model, that's what makes sense. And it sounds like you found a fairly simple solution to like work with
1: recharge to bulk move things. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it's not hard. It just you have to be you have to be detailed. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? To make sure that everything goes right and and is done correctly. But um it's working for us. And I believe I do constantly survey my customers to say Mm -hmm. like do you want 12 months or do you want eight? And they're sort of half and half. So until it tips towards more I think we're going to, we're going to keep it that way just to reduce churn. Like over the summer, it's sort of nice where give them a little lull and then they leave them wanting more. So,
0: well, and I'll tell you from past experience that traditionally summertime is when most e-commerce and subscription box sales are down. So maybe that's a really good thing for you that you can use that time to take some time off and have a little
1: rest. Yeah, exactly. So I figured if I was going to build my own business, I was like, I might as well have the summers off. And people are like, you should do every month. I said, you know what I say? I'm like, Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays. If Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays and they're as big of a business as they are, I cannot ship boxes for four months out of the year and still have a successful business. So I like have to like tell myself and everyone, you know, get pressure. Well, think how much more money you can make or think... Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays. That is their priority. Like my priorities, I want to try to have some time where I can be more present with my kids when they're around since they're still pretty little. So we're going to, we're trying to make it work. So I love that so much. I'm going to remind
0: myself that when I am being um, pulled in one direction or another, I'm like Chick-fil-A takes Sundays off. It's okay for me to take some time off. I really like to, I try to balance that, you know, seasons of hustle and seasons of rest, but it's a challenge. It's it's like an ongoing challenge, but I, I love that reminder. So thank you for sharing that. Okay. So when did you launch?
1: So I launched, I decided to like come up with this idea or like think about doing something else, starting a side hustle in about June of 2019. Okay. And so I sort of ruminated on the idea and then I ended up launching in December of 2019. So, okay. Same year. So tell
0: us a little bit about that launch story. Um, yeah. I know you went through subscription box bootcamp, but yeah. I'm sure there was plenty of other parts to your launch story. Um, yeah. did you get your, did you get your family involved? And I'm sure that they had a lot of fun and played a part in like choosing things, right?
1: Yeah. So one of the most helpful things that I did as I was launching, and I know that you talk about this in subscription box bootcamp is just doing a beta test. Yeah. So once I had the idea in June, I like quickly pulled together just a box box mm-hmm. of stuff, you know, like a, the I, concept of the idea that I gave to literally like six friends in July of 2019. And so I just said, here's this box of Valentine, you know, a 4th of July stuff. What do you think of it? This, that, like gave them surveys. My one friend was like, you might want to do it like a branded box. I'm like, I know we're li- It was literally in like a plastic, a cardboard box that I wrapped with <laughs> wrapping paper because I wanted nice. to feel special, but I was like, it was just six people like bought stuff at retail, put it in a box, got their feedback. That was so helpful because what I realized is that people didn't necessarily, they wanted like a smaller experience. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it needs to be this super, super premium. So we still offer a premium product, but nothing like, it's not as over the top as maybe we had thought at the beginning. So it helped us really define our price point and really like get insight into like what moms were looking for and what we were really solving for. So she, you know, I love these activities. I didn't have to go plan them. I didn't have to run to the store X, Y, Z. So then we did the same thing on a slightly bigger scale that October and did like a 20 person beta launch okay. again, like did another test. And it was a bit of an investment from the beginning. By that point, I'd been through subscription box boot camp. I had started. Working on some of the you know basic things, mm-hmm. but I knew I needed social proof, and so this these twenty people helped be some of my first reviews and first social proof and tell their friends. So then we launched in December of 2019. So, so that was your I big launch, I, yes, our big launch. So I think that I enrolled in Subscription Box Bootcamp in probably around August. I wish I'd found it earlier, but I remember getting it and being like. Oh, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed. And what I personally loved about it is although I've been in retail for 20 years, like I know how to make an assortment. I know how to like drive a business. But what was so different was that Julie really gave like, literally the specifics that I still use to this day. Like here's a spreadsheet that was already made for me. It wasn't just teaching me how to do it. It also gave me the tools. Here's some examples with literally scripts of emails that when I would get like a sense, you know, a moment of insecurity, I'd be like, you know what? I could just start with this script, tweak it slightly and know that that is enough. Cause I think the biggest thing when you're starting out is this like need for perfection, or it has to be Mm -hmm. perfect, or I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not doing it right. But I found like subscription box bootcamp, and especially all of the specific tools that you gave me really gave me the confidence to be like, Oh, I'm doing this right. I'm on the right path. Like, follow this formula, follow these tools, and you'll be headed in the right direction. So I've done a bunch of other internet trainings. And I would say that yours is literally the only one that I have finished start to finish, and that I continue to reference to this day. I still use the spreadsheets. I still use, you know, so many of the things, but I and I literally go back and reference it now as I'm like, I sh- you know I might need to hire someone. What would Julie say? So I, I just oh. really I really just found it so, so helpful and just so actionable and easy to understand. you're a great teacher, which really helped along that journey. And I Thank don't you. think I ever could have launched as quickly um, especially doing it as a side hustle, um, as I did without that, that training.
0: Well, thank you for those awesome words. I'm really glad that, um, you've gone through the whole thing and you still reference it. I think that's important to know because you're not on your own after you launch, you know, we have the community as well. Um, I still use the same spreadsheets that I share in bootcamp. I still use those to run sparkle hustle grow. So if something's working for me, I'm going to share it with you guys, but Okay, so let's go back to your launch. I love that you did so much work up front as far as like figuring out your product assortment, because I think that's a common mistake that people think they need to just put so much stuff in the box. Yep. And what we've found through many of our boot campers is that people get overwhelmed with too much stuff. Right. And one, they don't end up using all this stuff. And then two, they'll cancel earlier because they're like, oh, I already have everything I need, or I have too much already Right. Um, where it becomes burdensome. So I think that was really smart that you did that upfront. What would you say was one of like your biggest challenges at
1: launch? I would say the one of the biggest challenges at launch, I would say the mental game can be really Mm -hmm. like, and Mm -hmm. you talk about that a lot in sparkle hustle grow, which I found really helpful of just sort of the ups and downs of like getting yourself ready to launch, getting hyped up and just having the courage just to do it and put yourself out there. Because even though I'd run huge businesses in the past, I was always hidden sort of behind a brand and Mm -hmm. behind a giant brand. Now it was really me. And I, you know, I still struggle with this today. Like being like me, I have to be the one out there. I have to show my face more. Um, But I do think that 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 was one thing that was really helpful in the the training as well is that you would talk about like, okay, it's launch day. Here's what you're going to think. Here's a pep talk. (laughs) Here's a pep talk. And and just like setting your expectations realistically. Like I think our first month we sold 50. And then I thought we'll be able to go to 100 the next month. And like, we did not go to, I mean, and this was from Christmas to New Year. So I don't know exactly what I was thinking, like how I was going to double the business that fast. We eventually, you know, Well exceeded that, and now we've sold. We just passed selling our um ten thousand boxes in two years. Congratulations! Yeah, so that's really exciting. So, you know, it definitely has grown over over the seasons, and I think it's always that just that mental game of setting expectations and how do you feel like if you meet them or you don't meet them and like you're your own boss, you're setting your own expectations. So just think the mental game, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the advice that you gave there, even around launch was, was really helpful. Now I have a couple of questions that weren't on our questions
0: list. Yeah. Do you, do you fulfill
1: your boxes at home or do you outsource that? So right now I fulfill at home. Um, uh-huh. We're it's getting very crowded um, in my house. Like my kids are like, Mom, we now have to walk like sideways in the garage like, because we've had to with the shipping delays. We've had to start receiving multiple holidays at once to not yeah. have you know delays or just to ensure that try to be more proactive there. So we're still fulfilling out of our house. I'm I'm in the process of trying to figure out what's next mm-hmm. with that. I have a great team of women who come and literally like we've taken over my basement. Help me fill the boxes there I have a great relationship with my UPS driver Um, he's given me my goal of what I need to do to fill the whole truck at once so he's like come on Katie you can do it you can do it um and so I mean it's great to have like this team of people for us it's it's been working because I can be at home you know when my kids get home and and have people here packing but um there are pros and cons for sure yeah
0: oh for sure and I, I a couple of takeaways from what you just said is like get to know your postal workers you're going to yeah. rely a lot on them so get yeah. to know them treat them well and then um what you said about fulfilling and you have a small group of women that help you i know a lot of our boot campers do that and have a lot of fun with it it's yeah. a way to get connected with friends and community maybe you set out a couple bottles of wine and some pizza and you're having fun. You're doing it for a greater good. You're helping other moms when you ship those boxes off. So
1: it's just, it just makes me smile. I'm super proud of you. Oh, thanks. No, it's great. It's great. And that's been working. It's been working well. And I think what we get by fulfilling us, fulfilling it versus a three PL is like my team really cares. Like if they see something yes. that's wrong, they come and they say, "Katie, this one looks like it's damaged. Should we put it? You know, I'm going to put it aside." And we, I've sort of taught them like what our high standards are. And so something yeah. isn't there, they definitely take it out. And and you know, sometimes we we've haven't been able to fill as many boxes because things haven't been right. But we're right. so focused on like making it right, repacking if we need to, you know, making sure that we have that great customer experience. That I haven't quite figured out how to how to expand how to expand that into other places. So,
0: yeah, well, you're on the right track. So um, I wanted to ask you, the this was just like a couple of weeks ago. I saw a famous person. Oh, yeah. Sharing about your chair. Jennifer yes. Love Hewitt. Yeah. tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So this is actually really fun because um, it was about last ho- holiday of 2020 that I, you know, was just on Instagram and I got in my DMs. This DM that said, Hi, you know, my name is Jennifer with the little blue circle. My name yes. is Jennifer Love Hewitt. I like to buy two New Year's Eve boxes. And I said, Oh, great. I wanted to write, is this for a party of five? And I, 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 <laughs> I did not, <laughs> I stopped myself. But um, but yeah, she literally just reached out via DM and has been like a pay, like a real paying customer. Since then. So it's just Amazing. been so wonderful because, you know, she's a million followers. She'll talk about year cheer. She'll do these great stories and she like, she loves it. She just really loves it. She loves holidays. She loves celebrating. It's so fun to see her um, with the product, using the product. You know, she really had a lot of fun with like her leprechaun trap last March and, you nice. know, her Halloween stuff and her Christmas stuff. So, it was it was one where I had done a, a small pre, like a press opportunity with someone up in Boston who I think is friends with her and then mm-hmm. that's how she reached out to me. I was gonna ask, yeah, um, but that was how it happened. So it was just it's just really fun and what I feel what I love so much is that it's like I'm not. She's not a paid endorsement. I, you know, Uh she really is like a a genuine, unique customer.
0: Oh, how fun! Well, congrats on that. That was super fun to see. Yeah. Okay, so you guys all know that I love the subscription box industry. Katie, what's one of your favorite things about working in this industry? And tell us too. Are you still working in corporate, or are you all in on the box now?
1: Yes. So I went all in on the box in April of 2021. So I spent Uh almost a year and almost two years. You know doing this as a side, side hustle. yeah, Yep. And then it just got to the point where I was like, this is, this is way too much to do yep. both. So I went all in. My favorite thing is just building the relationships with the customer. So we have quite a few customers who have been with us since the very beginning. So we've been customers since December, 2019. And so it is, Like I literally am like, I've watched your kids grow up from like four-year-olds to six-year-olds and they like post every single holiday and like just getting to see them. And, you know, there's, I've just met so many wonderful customers. And I think that's the thing that you get from a subscription box where it's, you know, season after season or holiday after holiday versus just a one-time transaction.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's crazy. There are, so I launched in um, October of 2016 and I have people that joined in the end of 2016 that are still Sparkle, Hustle, Grow subscribers. Wow. It's crazy. And, that's awesome. you know, we're on, we're friends We're you know, on first name basis and we connect in other ways. And like, they're my go-to people when I have like big questions I need to ask. So yeah, I love that's that. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So what's one piece of advice that you could share with a new or aspiring subscription box business owner?
1: I think the piece of advice I would ha- say is like, go for it. Like, you can do hard things, go for it, yeah. but definitely test like build your confidence through testing. Mm -hmm. Try it out with a few people. Talk to a few people. I still remember this one mom who I like showed up at the pool with in the summer of 2019. I didn't really know her that well. She's now a good friend of mine, but I was like, Hey, I know I don't really know you that well, but like, can I just ask you your opinion about this box? And I like, am at the pool and I'm whipping out this box of like 4th of July stuff. But like, (laughs) I tell her, I'm like, some of the feedback that you gave me there sitting at the pool is things that are still in my head like two years later. So I think not being afraid to be vulnerable and talk about your idea with others and get feedback and react to feedback um, is probably Mm -hmm. the best advice I would have. I agree with you on
0: we can do hard things too because we are so much more capable of what we might think. You know yep. what I mean? Like we yep. sell ourselves short so often. So, yeah. Okay. So, where can people follow you and find your cheer online?
1: Yeah. So we are at Year Cheer on Instagram, um, or www. Year Cheer y e a r c h e e r. dot com. Awesome! You guys go check it out, and
0: she can help you be the chief magic maker in your house and make it a heck of a lot easier, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, Katie. It's been so good hearing your story. I'm super proud of you. I love what you're doing. You guys go need to go check them out at yourcheer.com. And thank you as always for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.